Yeah, right? Right? Is that right? That is so right. I mean, invite someone. And, and, you know, many times we think, well, somebody's not like me, so I don't even know how to invite them. Oh, you'll find something. You'll find something to connect on. Um, this beautiful picture right here is from the greatest invitation of my life. And that was when Scott Loridge uh, asked me to marry him some 38 years ago. And, uh, and you know, he, um, he was so awesome. Many of you know the story, but we can't stop telling it. It was he got down on one knee in his mother's living room. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, the smell of greasy burgers was in the air. And, um, I mean, nothing like Pinterest kinds of invitations. Just want you to know. It was in a little humble abode in Melvindale, Michigan. And he got down on one knee and he said, Claire, let me take you away from all your prosperity. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and he did. And he did. He did. He did. I can tell you. And, and he wasn't kidding because my dad had a nice job and he was making $4.17 an hour. And, uh, and it was good, you know. And, and so we actually, because we had just given our lives to Christ, you know, right around this time, um, we knew that we were going to have to get married quick. Um, because we wanted to honor God. And so we were like, Scott was like, short, short, short engagement, you know, and I said, yes, I'm with you completely. So short engagement, four months later. So when we actually went to uh, tell my dad, my dad said, you know, you're too young, but, but I don't want, I, I want to give you a party. What kind of party do you want? And so we knew we had to get like the package party because you just could, you know, you know how long it takes some people to plan a wedding? So it, within just a couple of months, we went to Romas of Livonia, good Italian people in Livonia that, that did this whole wedding package kind of thing, and everything matched. It, this was the invitation, the front of the invitation, and it actually was the same thing that sat in the middle of our cake. We did not have a bride and a groom. It was this. And maybe you don't know what this is. This is sometimes used as a symbol for Christian marriage, and it is about the actually the first two letters in the Greek alphabet um, that the first two letters in Christ's name, the X and the P. And, and I got to tell you, Christ has been the center of that invitation to marriage for Scott and I. We made decisions around how we were going to live from the time we were engaged until the time um, we stand here with you today. And so there is this idea about invitation. I was so glad Scott asked me. And he keeps asking me over and over again. And I was so glad my dad said, what kind of party do you want? Not, you are too young. I don't know, he must have seen something wonderful in Scott. He must have seen the soul of Scott Lorridge and, and knew that he would be just a good partner for me for life. Or he wanted me out of the house. I'm not sure which it was, but he's in heaven now. He's probably talking about that with Jesus. But I love the fact that there are invitations always for us. And we read this wonderful scripture, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person. Now, I want to tell you, this was an invitation to a wedding supper. So if you read the book of Revelation, you know it's all about a wedding. It's all about a wedding, everybody. It's all about a wedding. And I love the fact that, you know, some of us have gone to some bad weddings and some of us have gone to some great weddings, but there is a wedding like no other that you all are invited to. There is a wedding celebration. It is called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And there has been a knock on your door. 
or you wouldn't even be here today. If God hadn't started knocking, you would not have shown up today. God has been knocking on your door, amen? Right? I mean, are you glad you've said yes to Jesus on this day? You got up, you got out of bed, you dragged a comb across your head. Isn't that the Beatles, right? What's that other song? I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Who's that? I mean, we we don't want to be those people who don't let God in when God is knocking. God is always knocking, my friends. Always knocking. And this beautiful invitation, I want to say this morning, it's the end of the old series and a movement into the new, and we don't want to waste our invitation. Last week, Scott said, don't waste your work. Love that. But I want to say to us today that your work is never going to go anywhere if you don't say yes to the invitation for Christ to be the center of your life, the center of your energy, the center of your decisions, the center of the, you know, the, the future that is going to be yours. So we're going to get ready for the story of my life coming up, but I want you to know it's really not going to be about you. It's going to be about what God's been writing from the beginning until now, and you just got caught up in the story. We want to talk about Jesus around here. You guys want to talk about Jesus? Isn't this a great place to talk about Jesus? I mean, I, I love that the fact that these life groups are coming up. Do you guys know about these life groups? I mean, there are virtual life groups. Don't, don't say no. This is going to be an important part over the next several weeks. It's going to be important to understand the direction and the destination of your life. See, when I think about life groups at a church, it's about getting people ready for the marriage supper. In fact, um, we were listening to Francis Chan this week, and he made a comment. He said, maybe we should just read the book of Revelation on Sunday morning and tremble together. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe that would remind us of what this is all about, that these groups exist so that we can actually talk about Jesus and the invitation of Jesus. The reason that we do Haiti School Box, friends, is not because we're trying to get you to spend more money. It's because kids in Haiti are not only going to learn ABCs, but they're going to learn about Jesus. They're going to learn about the marriage supper. They're going to learn that they're invited. Every morning they open with prayer. Every morning they read the scriptures. They're, this is priceless, my friends. You cannot put a price on this. How much is um, tuition this year, honey? per child. $20 per child. 25 per child. You eat two pizzas for 25 bucks. Think about a child learning about Jesus and being able to, to know about their eternal destiny. I love what's happening upstairs. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you got to go up and see the new parent resource wall. And I want to say thank God for Sarah and her vision and Stacy for her creationary stuff and, and our dear Ryan, the engineer, woodworker dude for putting these things up because, yeah, right? Don't you want to thank God? So they actually have this wall that says, don't miss it. God gave you time with the kids because there are certain things in their lives that can only be accomplished over time. So what if you created a visible countdown clock with a jar of marbles to represent the number of weeks with your son or daughter remaining in your house? And then you started removing a marble a week to remember 
the moments that you have. And then they put up these fantastic books. Like every grade, there's a book for parents. Honey, we would have been so much better at parenting if we would have had these things, right? I mean, it tells you about preschool and kindergarten, your own book for your own kid's stage of life. Get on up there, parents, and find out how to help your children grow spiritually in this journey. And then for those of you who could roll up your sleeves with us this week, we're going to be painting up there. It's going to be a paint party. Can you say paint party? And we have some clipboards that are going to go around the room here. We have three nights we're going to be painting and moving stuff this week. And we're just inviting you all to do that. We're asking anybody who can come just put on some old clothes and roll some paint with us. We are going to have a great time. And so sign up on these clipboards that are coming around. Because, friends, it is about getting kids ready for the marriage supper. It's about telling kids about Jesus. I love this, you know, because here it is. Jesus was actually writing to the church in Laodicea. Does anybody remember what the Laodiceans were known for? Being what? They were lukewarm. They were lukewarm. God says, you're lukewarm. And some versions interpret the, the way Jesus responded to that. He says he actually, he wanted to vomit. And, and I think to myself, oh God, when you're knocking, I want to let you in. Because have you ever noticed that Jesus will come in to anybody that invites him? I think there is something really important about not wasting the invitation, the knock that's here. So I'm going to ask you all to stand up. We're going to read a spectacular passage, and you can just, you know, keep passing those boards around, but, but I want to read this spectacular passage together. And I'm going to ask Josh Roby to come up, because he's a great reader, and I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Jacques to come up and read as well, please. And we're going to read this scripture from the book of Revelation. And you guys can each do a slide and, uh, and every other slide, if you would, please. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Can you all say blessed? Come on, you're blessed. Tell somebody you're blessed, right? We didn't finish that last part. Oh, we didn't? Yeah. I'm sorry, I got caught up in the blessing. <laughs> We're blessed. We want to know what he said. And yeah. he said to me, these are the true words of God. Amen. <laughs> After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that Ooh. no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples Ooh. and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen, amen, amen. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God mm -hmm. singing, amen. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might 
be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, these are they who have come out of the great ordeal. Mm. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Let's pray. God, thank you for this word that you actually took us into the future to see what is ours to see the picture of heaven, that we would gain the kind of boldness and passion and love for the future, that we would accept invitation and give invitation to people, that we would be caught up in this amazing worship service in Revelation chapter 7, that we would be caught up in the boldness of worship and love and, and desire for you. And I pray that as we finish with these final moments of the message, that you would knock on the door of our hearts and that we would hear and we would let you in and that then we would become the people who knock. Amen. Thank you, guys. Here's a great question. Are you in hiding? Or are you inviting? Just want to ask you the question, are you in hiding or are you inviting these days? What's happening? What's happening with our Christianity? Are we in hiding or are we inviting? I'm not going to go through these scriptures, but you can look them up this week from John 20 verse 19 and then uh, Acts chapter 4, okay, 9 through 13. Great scriptures to discover whether you're in hiding or you're inviting. In the first scripture that we see here with the the guys, it was actually um, right after Jesus died. It was Sunday evening after Jesus died. Jesus rose in the morning, and these guys are hiding in a room. I mean, you would think all the years that Jesus spent with them, Jesus is saying, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to have to die, but I'm going to rise again, right? Didn't Jesus tell them that over and over? But they were hiding. I mean, Jesus died and rose again, and they are in hiding. They're not out inviting. They're not spilling out into the streets and saying, hey, guys, you got you to gotta get over here. You know, but Jesus, he says when it was the evening that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house were, where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. They are hiding because they're afraid. They're not going to give their testimony. They're not going to say, yet. They're like, you know, we're, we're hiding out. They could have been saying, he's been telling us all along he was going to die and rise again. And early this morning, the women were telling us that, that he has risen indeed. But no, they're hiding. But the same guys 
In, in this passage, in Acts chapter 4, they're spilling out into the streets and they are preaching up a storm. And something happened. They actually received the fullness of the Spirit. In verse 13 of Acts 4, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated, it's from a Greek word that means idiot, um, and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions. Another version says, having been with Jesus. I have to say that when I have been with Jesus, I am much more bold, right? When, I am, when I'm just kind of skirting around my faith, like, yeah, yeah, little worship music here, you know, little Bible reading there, I don't have the boldness. I, I'm not spilling out into the street saying to people, oh, I, I got an invitation for you. So there's this really important thing that we want to take a look at. You know, are you in hiding or are you inviting? You know, in hiding, um, you may not have invited anybody to church ever in your life. Or, you know, maybe nobody at your workplace knows you're a Christian. Nobody, I mean, you're not doing bad things, but there's no, there's no spilling out into the street. There's no saying, you know, he's knocking. Can you hear him knocking? He loves you. Open the door of your heart. Or are you inviting? Are you a person that wakes up in the morning and you are praying for your mom, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your friend, the people you know who don't know Jesus yet? So I have this little thing I do. I I write like the first initial of the name of every person I'm praying for on that day, on that board, on Sunday morning. Like I just start, and you can't figure it out. It's code. But I am, I am, because I want to remember God is knocking. And if I'm remembering God is knocking on the door of their heart, then I, when I come out, I come out in boldness. Like these guys, you know, it didn't matter that they were uneducated or ordinary. They were known. It was like they have been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. They're preaching because they've been with Jesus. Don't waste your invitation. It might be simple. It might be ordinary. Trust me, we did not have Pinterest-looking stuff. For, but it was about Jesus. It was about Jesus. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I'm coming in. And I'll eat with that person and they with me. I love the book of John chapter 2. It actually talks about the first miracle of Jesus. Where was it? Anybody know? At a what? At a wedding. Jesus is all about the wedding. I'm just telling you. He's trying to get you ready for the wedding. He chose to do the first miracle at a wedding. And look at this. On the third day, we won't even get into that because that could be a whole prophetic message all on its own. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there and Jesus was also what? Invited to the wedding. And I'm thinking, you know, doesn't Jesus have more important things to do than weddings? I mean, Jesus took the time to go to a wedding and make hundreds of gallons of wine, by the way. But we won't get into that part of the story today. But but just think about this for a minute. Jesus is at a wedding. He wants to do his first miracle at a wedding. And the miracle for us as the body of Christ is what? The wedding. And it's about an invitation. Don't waste your invitation. Who are you inviting? Who's getting invited these days for you? 
You know, these guys, they changed that song to da 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 however many minutes that was, to say to us this summer, what are you spending your summer on? What, what's that looking like? You know, I, when I think about some of the things I waste time on, I, you know, I, when people have this happening, um, it's kind of embarrassing. You know, there are things I waste time on. And there was a, a lady who was on her 90th birthday. Somebody said, what do you wish you had spent less time on? She said, hygiene. <laughs> I think that's fascinating, my friends. <laughs> right? Like, we are more concerned about smelling good than bringing the good news. We've got more hair time, ironing time, sh- you know, shopping, getting the right stuff time. For me, I got to tell you, I, I, have a, um, I have this show that I watch, and I'm, in the, I, I'm watching it for the third time, all the seasons on Netflix, Madam Secretary. And the reason, I, I, I have this excuse of why I watch it, because they have bigger problems than me. I'm looking for somebody with bigger problems than me. I'm not dealing with nuclear issues at the moment. And so it gives me some, it just gives me some peace. It's like, oh, and I'll tell Scott, well, we didn't have to stop Iran today. You know, no kidding. We say this to each other all the time. Well, you know, it's not about the rainforest. We didn't have to, you know, I mean, but I I have to say to you that um, I think I, I think I'm lazy watching Madam Secretary. Like, there's got to be boundaries around my Madam Secretary time. Because there's knocking going on. And there's people. So the other day, I'm with a friend of mine that I've been sharing Jesus with for like almost since the very first day I got saved and she's an agnostic and I love her and she loves me and um and I just I I sat at the table the other day and I just told another Jesus story I'm like I mean she knows who I am she knows what I do for a living she can watch it online but I got to tell you something friends I want her at the marriage supper I don't want to be at the marriage supper without her. So who are you inviting? You know? What seat? Who could be sitting in the seat next to you next week? Who needs to know the saving love of God? And I got to tell you, I, you know, some of you that have been out with me, whether it's to dinner or in a mall or on the street or whatever, you know, I, I, I talk to telephone poles about Jesus, so I'm not shy, but I know where I'm ignoring this. And so do you. There's an invitation, that person that you're working with, there's an invitation, the person you're, you know, um, and, and, can we make it a wedding invitation instead of turn or burn? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? 
I mean, don't you love it that it's all about a wedding for Jesus? It's all about a wedding for Jesus. And, and, and the, you know, and so there's lots of your friends that have just heard turn or burn, you're all going to hell, you're going to fry like a cheap pancake or, you know, whatever it is. You, it, how about a wedding invitation? How about a wedding invitation? You're invited. You're invited. Like, you are so important to God, you're invited. Danielle Strickland, who's one of the teachers for all of our teachers up there, uh, her name is Danielle Strickland. She's with the Orange Project. She talks about officiating a wedding in the middle of the most uh, heroin-addicted city in the world, uh, in the alley, among thousands of heroin-addicted people. They rolled out a red carpet. They, the, peop, the two people met Jesus and were delivered from heroin addiction, and they wanted to get married in that alley. And so they, they walked down that red carpet, right? They walked down that red carpet, and they exchanged vows right there. And in the middle, in the middle of the wedding ceremony, a dumpster lid went, and a guy's face looked, and he said, holy stuff. And, and he went back down. And the wedding went on, and, and everybody went into the reception, and Danielle went up and knocked on the dumpster afterward and said, I know that if you go to sleep right now, tomorrow you're going to wake up, you're going to think this was a crazy dream, but it's real. You are invited. In fact, these people wanted to get married here, so you knew you're invited. They could have gone anywhere else, but they wanted to get married here. You know, it reminds me of Jesus when he said it's like that parable about the marriage, right? And they invited a bunch of people and they didn't want to come. And then he said, well, just go into the highways and the byways. Pick people up out of the gutter. Bring them. That's who I want at the wedding. Who is living in a gutter right now that you know? Doesn't have to be a heroin gutter. Any gutter will do. And invite them to come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let's stand together. Can we first of all, whatever way you pray, however you pray, just do that. Lifting your head up to God. Letting God know the longing in your heart for people who need to be invited. to this wonderful wedding that you've been invited to, that you came in today. And if you're in the gutter today, I just want to say to you, you're invited. You're invited. And if you've never said yes, if you just want to lift your hand to God and say, I want to say yes today on this day, would you do that? Just say, God, I want to say yes to the invitation. I want to say yes. I'm ordinary I might have even been an idiot yesterday. But I want to say yes today. And for others of us that already know God, let's join that person in prayer. Let's join those people that are saying yes and say, God, I want to hear you knocking and say yes to every person who needs to know your invitation. Thank you for inviting us to a wedding. A wedding where the groom is you. 
and the bride is us, that we've actually been made white and pure. Though our sins were red as scarlet, you make them white as wool. God, let us remember the beat of our heart on the day that we said yes to your invitation. And let us notice what's keeping us from hearing the knocking of other people. The apathy, the laziness, the fear that keeps us in hiding and not inviting. God, would you help us? Help us, God, to make this the most grand feast that we're a part of the inviting crowd. That God, that not one people that not one people group, not one person that you've put in our hearts would miss it. Not one, not one, not one. And God, we're praying for them. We're naming them by name even right now. You know who they are. You know their story. You know what keeps them in the dumpster. God, you know. And today, I'm asking for your kingdom to come through us. The invitation to come through us. And the kind of invitation that feels like we're inviting them to a wedding. So on this day, God, I bless my friends and I pray that every place their foot goes, every place their voice reaches, they don't have to be educated in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. All they have to know is you're invited. Come sit next to me. I want you to hear the story of Jesus. Nobody's going to ask you to do anything. Nobody's going to put anything on you. Just come hear about Jesus. We love you, and we are so honored to be a part of those that will sing amen. Praise and honor be unto our God. Glory and power to the Lamb. We are so honored that our clothes have been made white, that we have been made pure, not by our own works, but what Jesus did for us. We are so blessed to be a part of the in crowd that you want everyone in, that every person dumpster diving is invited. Awaken us to passion and desire and boldness that people would see us and they'd say, I can tell you've been with Jesus. I can tell you've been with Jesus. Let that be true of Crossroads. Let that be true of us, God. That everywhere we're going, doesn't matter if we have the right answer, just let us have been with you. And so, God, for every person who needs just that space, even the clarity to say, oh, I, I just want to be in, I want to be reading Scripture more. I want to be in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for a while. I want to be in the book of Revelation and just tremble a little bit and wonder. I want to just, I just want to turn on uh, worship music and sit with you. 
lift my voice up and remember my love for you. Remember that you're God and you're high and you're lifted up and that there will be one day when your train fills the whole temple and your people can't help it but cry holy. But we'd start practicing now. We'd start practicing. We'd start practicing. We'd start saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is coming again.
Holy, holy, holy. 